Hello, welcome to Love Food, Hey Money, the show where we talk about how much we love food and we grew it by spending all of our money on it. I am your host, Jonah. This is co-host, Courtney. Hey! And welcome to February. Happy February! We are... We did it. We made it through January. One whole month down. A whole month of 2023. And that went by so fast. It was a very fast month. Talking about that earlier today. (sighs) And it didn't feel good. I need another vacation, I think. Oh, yes. Always vacations. (laughs) That'll help. (sighs) Today, we're back to having uh, adult beverages on, uh, on, on air. Live <laughs> and and in stereo and in stereo or mono, realistically, probably. Um, you just be a dork because we watched that video about subtitles. <laughs> that was an interesting video. I learned about learned about sound, and I learned that I don't know anything about it. Um, thanks, John. Thanks, John. We are drinking uh, Kirkland's signature sparkling lime. Yum. Spiked with Maker's Mark gin. Controversy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, I Costco have to and say, Sam's Club combined. So powerful. The Kirkland sparkling waters are some of my favorites now, I think. They, yeah, they're good. They're, they're like, I think you said it the other day, halfway between LaCroix and Kroger brand. Yeah. And when you float gin on top, it tastes like gin. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, out. Oh, I have a funny story for you from work today. Oh, good. Was there a drunk monkey? No. On my water bottle, I have the I made a mess sticker. I made a mess. And my water bottle happened to be visible to um, a guest that came in. And she pointed it out and it was her and her husband. She goes, hey, I need that for you. And I said, oh, I made that for my husband. She goes, your husband must be like my husband. A mess. Well, I mean, yes. And? And. And they were just like the most adorable little old couple. How old were they? Oh, very old. Like The little old man was like, I am a mess. Yeah, it's like us in five years, like very old. (laughs) Um, Time to get dirty. Yeah, honestly. Today I thought we would talk about um, the health department. Time to get dirty. I said what I said. I saw a TikTok this week. Um, Oh, I should say who the creator was. That would be. Oh, I'll come up with some filler content. Some credit would be really good. The health department. Love them. Hate them. Should we adhere to their rules? Probably. Do (laughs) Is the only thing that they really say is to wash your hands constantly. Pretty much. Yes. It's important. It's funny. The uh, the little food handlers test that you have to take, which is like health department adjacent. Um, but the, the fact that that entire test is like, how many parts per million should you have of this cleaning solution is one question. And then the next question is, should you wash your hands? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. And then it'll ask another really specific question on like, what's the proper hot holding temperature if you cooked this protein to this temperature for 30 minutes? how much longer before you have to refrigerate it for eternity? And then should you wash your hands? <laughs> Hot water or cold water? Should you wash your hands? Okay. So the creator of the TikTok that I saw. Quick pause. I think that, so like I do wash my hands with it. usually warm to <laughs> hot water. Wait, are you, you going to say that you don't wash your hands? 
Well, no, that's that's a this is gross. Clearly, the water is what's dirty. But no, the fact that you're <laughs> the fact that like, oh, you have to have hot water. Otherwise, it doesn't clean your hands. You know how hot you would have to have the water to do anything. That's such a weird like soap is what gets it. It's not like putting your hands in 130 degree water for 15 seconds is killing. But like you have to microwave something to 165 degrees for at least 10 seconds to actually kill bacteria. So the fact that people are like, wash your hands with hot, unless you're washing your hands with 165 degree water, which is so hot. But counterpoint, is soap activated by the hot water? No. Okay, I didn't know. It could be. I mean. Some soaps could be. Magic soap. Antibacterial soap is also just a big old myth. That stuff's funny. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. That's what I put on my tattoo when it was healing. Because that's what they tell you to put on it. It's not bad for you, but like mostly it's just the fact that you're using soap. Like that's the whole thing is that the soap catches the the germs and they go away. Yeah, but can you honestly say your hands feel clean if you didn't use hot water? Yes. Wow. Unless you're like covered in oil. That's all you needed to know, everybody. Like if you're covered. Shana is gross. Well, if you're covered in like oil or fat, but that doesn't happen to me all that often. I'm not like... (laughs) sticking my hands in pools of bacon grease and being like, damn it, this cold water isn't doing anything for me. Anyway. I don't know. I know you love hot. I'm sure there is a reason for it, and I should probably know it because I've been a certified food manager since I was 17. Nope, the food handlers is how many parts per million of bleach can you drink, and should you wash your hands? Oh, yeah. Dilute that bleach, guys, if you're going to drink it. Don't be crazy. It's the food handler's um, way. <laughs> we finally you find your... be clean on the inside, just like on the outside. Yeah, just like same, same. As as beloved, so, as as inside, so outside. That's the Bible saying, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So this the TikTok user was get louder now, but louder is spelled L O W D E R, which I would imagine is like his last name. Maybe I don't know. But he basically was saying that um, fine dining restaurants cannot operate under the uh, guidance of the health department and do what they do on the level that they do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, yeah, like there's some stuff that they do. But then he um, he made some like very specific examples. Um, for example, working in a cocktail bar and bare hand in that orange peel that you're about to put in somebody's drink and then slapping that mint and putting it in the drink without gloves on and how that's like a a no-no. But if your hands are washed, like, it's totally fine. You're probably not going to get sick, but it's definitely against health code. Um, But he goes on to say, you know, I worked in this really nice um, fine dining restaurant. We were dirty as hell. (laughs) And they had, he read from an internal document, or so he says, because it's the internet, so he could have just made it all up. Allegedly. Allegedly. And it basically gave the protocol for how they were supposed to handle the health department when they came in for inspection. First, you gag them. Then you tie them up. And then you... Put them on the menu. And then, and then they, you, well, I was actually trying to reference Ratatouille. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love Ratatouille. Um, but like a few of the examples he gave were when the health department is here, stop making all drinks. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing they do. Stop making all drinks. 
And then the- so if you're ever at a fine dining restaurant, your drink's taking a while. Health inspection's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, it could let be. Let that stew. Um, the next one was that they had a bunch of locked cabinets. And, like, they would lock all the cabinets. And if the health de- department asked you what was in the cabinets, you were supposed to say, I'm new. I don't know what's in the cabinets. <laughs> Which is just, like, could you imagine? It's, like, a repeat health inspector. And they're, like, what do you mean? I saw you here five months ago. You've been here for ten years, Steve. I'm new. I don't know the secrets to the cabinets. That um, reminds me of culinary school because we had cabinets with stuff that we weren't supposed to have. That's true. Um, and then this last one, which was my favorite one, was they would have like sabillons and like different um, sauces, sauces that, that can't, can't actually be held at hot temperature. Right. So they're held in what's called the temperature danger zone. And they had a busboy that would basically, a busboy or dishwasher, I don't remember, fill up a cart with all of those things, go into the elevator, which is, it sounded like in the back of the kitchen somewhere go half up halfway up a floor and hit the fire alarm so that the elevator would be stuck and they would not go get him until the inspection was over. Did they I like the idea uh um, you saying go get him is funny like they probably just texted him but I like the idea that the elevator is also like no cell service <laughs> or anything like that so they had to like send someone in to rescue the poor kid. Well yeah, but with his cart full of foams and espumas. Yes, I think that that is so funny and I really hadn't thought about all the weird stuff but I know like we've both seen videos or even have worked at places where they would like cure meat but it was sure. in like a secret room because technically you're not allowed to cure your own meat in a restaurant without having certain things in place this is our vault of things that we can't have because we don't have the paperwork to say we can have them yeah just super funny well, and you were just telling me, too, at your job, something came up where someone was like, let's do this thing. And then they were like, no. He was like, yeah, you also have to do all the back end paperwork because to do it above board. And make it so it's not an absolute shit show when the health department shows up, like you have to have the HACCP plan, the hazard analysis, critical control point plan. Ooh. Or whatever they call it in your respective state. Because I feel like they probably have different words for it across, but I think HACCP is a I think HACCP is, is widely used um, because a lot of the websites that do offer food handlers are like some of them are state specific and some of them aren't. Sure, that's a whole other issue of videos. The the, the serve safe stuff, the serve safe drama. That's another day. If you guys need to renew your credentials to work in a kitchen, don't do it through serve safe. And that's that. Do it through anybody else because they want to take your money and use it to lobby against you um, and make sure that uh, food workers don't get paid properly. So do with that as you will. That's such a, I like that. That's such a funny, like full circle thing. We're like, yes, this money's getting funneled back into something to keep you where you are. Literally. So dark. But, and then there's people that were making shirts that were like, F the NRA, but it's not the gun one. It's the restaurant one. National Restaurant Association? Yeah, because they're in on it. They're part of the problem. Smart. Um, But the health department. Yeah. Also dirty. (laughs) No, I mean, it's the strangest relationship because they, we live, and you've argued with me about this, and I'm sure that people will have differing opinions, but like we live in basically the cleanest time ever. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, people have peanut allergies, but like at least you're not going to die because of the cold all that often. People still do, but like... We, I was like, where are you getting your 
<laughs> your information. That's significantly less. Like if you got uh, the comment cold or the flu a couple hundred years ago, that was like, hopefully you make it. And now it's like, you're probably going to make it. Percentages are way in our favor. Right. With our modern cleanliness standards and everything. So like health department, a little aggressive, especially in the United States. Like there's a lot of things that are commonplace in other countries and they're perfectly fine. And we are like, well, that's not the best practice or that's not the absolute safest. I don't know if it's even the best practice as much as it is. It's not what we're used to. And I think one of my favorite things um, that we watch on YouTube a lot is um, it's a creator Paolo from Tokyo, or is it Pablo? I can't remember now. Paolo, Paolo right? Yeah. yeah. Paolo from Tokyo. At Tokyo Zebra. Yeah. He makes these videos where he'll, like, go into a restaurant for the day and just watch how they work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting. And, like, they work with so little space. And they're, like, stacking up stuff in ways that you're like, that looks dangerous. Probably not a good idea. Like, that's not how we do things in the old U.S. of A. But it doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. Sure. And, like, as much as we've traveled, I've never gotten food poisoning from any of the countries we've been to i got an upset stomach once in egypt but that was you weren't there for that and i don't even know if that was like an actual right you also just didn't use the restroom for like eight days on that trip look i don't like (laughs) guys here's the thing about foreign toilets are spooky he can't poop anywhere outside of the home it's my weakness then and that's my strength. A true story. It's my blessing and my curse. It's my it's my cross that I take up daily. <laughs> I am thinking though, when we landed in Japan, my stomach was really upset. But I think that was just from all What's the What's the deal with airport food? But it food. was funny because I <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the only time we went to Taco Bell in Japan was so I could use the bathroom. Oh yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but yeah, I I think. The health department. This episode's gotten real shitty. I know. It's all over the place. <laughs> um, like, obviously, it's good for some things, but I think there are so many places, and I think you've worked at some, I've worked at some, where as soon as they walk in the building, things are not running as they normally do. It's, I'm pretty sure that's every restaurant ever, but it's full on, like, chicken little, sky is falling. Like, the health inspector <laughs> pulls into a parking lot and people start sweating. Like, oh, Yeah. It's so funny and sad to me because I'm of the school of thought where well, you should pretty much practice how you play. Yes. Like, and so the fact that a lot of the restaurants that we've seen or been a part of are like health inspectors coming through, quick, hide this one entire person and this other person, your job is to go through and forge everything. <laughs> and it's like, well, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Oh, Yeah. Well, and I I have memories of like one of the first jobs I ever had, which was in a a high-end restaurant. And the chef would pull out containers of food that was like on the edge of not being servable, but was definitely like not labeled and dated properly. And he would pull it all out and put it on the counter and pretend like that's what he was prepping when the health inspector came in. And so if it was like out of the temperature range, oh, I I just was pulling it out to work on it. Like I just, I've been prepping this for the last hour. It's fine. Uh, When in reality, it was like expired food that like we probably shouldn't have been serving, but still were. Uh, That's that's (laughs) so, so funny. Cause it's like, yeah. Which obviously like it didn't kill anybody, but it's still like gross. People aren't getting sick off of it either. It's really funny because people hold the restaurants to, and I get it. There's a lot of, (laughs) the only reason the rules exist is are because people broke them in the first place. Or didn't or know the proper didn't, procedures. Right. So, like, there's the reason health department's so 
about everything is because at some point someone was, you know, really didn't understand that you had to wash your hands after you pooped. And like, <laughs> that's... It's not a good time, E. coli. It's, it's, well, it is a good time for E. coli. That's, it's E. coli's favorite time. Comes out, has a little, little, does a little tip of the hands. <sighs> hands. Hat and dance. Hands. <laughs> but... So, like, the reason all these rules exist is because, like, someone had to be told at some point. But the amount of gray area that even fine dining restaurants can work within where uh, the video, like, even at my job where they were talking about, you know, do you have a HACCP plan for that? Like, that is the reasonable response. Like, yeah, you can do this fermentation, but you have to have the documentation and temperature logs to prove to the health department that you're not just, like, creating poison. (laughs) Yeah, and, and the I, person who was suggested it, his, it was funny because he let, his eyes like lit up when he was talking about it. And then the, his boss that he was talking to was like, yeah, do you have the HACCP plan and all the other red tape paperwork to deal with the health department? And then he got really dull in his eyes. So it was like light and then just matte finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy to the lengths that chefs will go to hide stuff or to... Um, just kind of bend the truth in their favor so they can pass their health inspection. And I think that the health inspectors and chefs should work more closely together to like find a middle ground. So we're not playing this like magic cup game of <laughs> let me hide all of these things from you. And the health inspector's like, wow, this is a nice kitchen. And then meanwhile, the chef is like holding a locked door, just so it's <laughs> filled with drying out meats that were held at room temperature and various cellar things and the fermentations and the scobies of the world. Right. Well, it's even like I have heard of restaurants that you will put some of their ferments in like decorative jars and like use those as decor, but it's actually like things that they might use in the kitchen if it turns out as like that. Oh, that's just my, it's just art Halloween decoration. It, you know, how Halloween they have the little chickens and the vials. It's just one of those. Yeah. It's just one of those. Um, when I think also we have to talk about you and I had both worked for corporate restaurants and fast food restaurants. Ah, uh, yes. The miss, the mislabeling that fast food is going to end up being less clean. I really, really love, um, when people are like, oh yeah, like fast food, it's so dirty. It's so gross. A bunch of high schoolers that don't care about anything, which is true, but also they don't care. They get fired real quick if they don't follow the special extra rules. Cause most Fast food restaurants that we've either worked with or dealt with or talked to people at have mm-hmm. a more rigorous health standard than the actual health department. Yes. Pretty consistently. And they have third parties come in and make sure that they're adhering to a higher standard than the minimum. Yeah. Like, for example, when I was in college, I worked for uh, the coffee place with the mermaid logo. The Jamba Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is that close? Uh, Was that it? Yeah, well, that was it. (laughs) Um, And they had a third-party company that they would pay to come in. And I want to say it was called like a star assessment or something. Like it was something, it had a silly name. But it was for John Bajou staff. But they would come in quarterly, which is more often than. (laughs) Just go with it. You're a star. (laughs) Just. (laughs) No, that makes me think of uh, Mario Party. You've got a star. Oh, that was good and upsetting simultaneously. Don't do that. Um, But they would come in and they would do 
a full deep dive inspection on like things the health inspector probably wouldn't even know to look at because they weren't a specialized subsidiary. They didn't know to check in the special hole that you keep all your secrets in. Right, exactly. But this star assessment thing they did, and it was always like the health inspector would come into the location I worked at and nobody would be worried. But the star inspector guy, end of the world. End of the world. Quick, hide everything. Put that thing in its place. The This iced tea pitcher is three centimeters off of its base. We're going to get it. That's how strict some of that stuff is. It, no, honestly, like, if, they're so funny. If your um, Smappuccino area wasn't like set up properly, that was something you would get dinged on. Uh, the Snackachinos. <laughs> um, yeah, I worked for the place with uh, chicken fingers and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you eat one, not the other. Yeah, it's up to you all to figure it out. <laughs> Time to put on your detective caps. A um, wishbone. <laughs> um, and we had the inspectors that would come through. It was funny because they were just other managers from the area that were like assigned a higher grade. So they would come through and just bully you. <laughs> and um, that was funny because they would be in the uniform and you would see them walking in. You could see them on the cameras before they got into the restaurant. So you would see them walking up. And then whoever my manager was, it was because there was always a manager at higher rank than me right. available. They would always just <laughs> scatter s- like rats. They're like cockroaches to a light. Like it's a full on just like quick. Everything that we've been doing is a lie. We're all wrong and we have to do it the right way now. And it's just like, well, have how did we get to this point? Where we're doing it so like everything that we did, we did more efficiently than the than the standard. Right. And so there would be things like we would be marinating chicken fingers, but we would have more out than the allotted at a time because the like company protocol was take out one bag, do this thing. All right, now do this. Stir it around for 30 seconds. Take off all four sets of gloves. Wash wash your hands in between. Now you're gonna take that one thing, put it back into the walk-in, come out. Wash your hands again. Go back in. Take out the next thing of chicken that you're doing. Bring it back out. Wash your hands again. Now you're going to, like, that yeah. was the, so you were losing probably three minutes of labor for every one thing of chicken that you were doing. And when you had to do 80 of them. Holy crap. It was not reasonable. Like, it was so far beyond what was actually possible. Like, you, right. you had to work around the rules and be like, no, we're going to do this clean, but not this way. We're going to have out four or five at a time. So that way we don't have to wash our hands 8,000 times in between. And we'll just have our hands dirty once and go about our business and wash our hands appropriately after that. Well, it's not like that chicken was going to be out long enough for anything to happen. Never was. So you'd have to be out for a much longer period of time and you would have to not cook it all the way. And I think that's like one of the big misconceptions about food handling and food safety is just like the times and the temperatures, obviously are the big thing that they're going to test you on. If you go get your food handlers card. Um, and did you wash your hands? <laughs> but I think a lot of times like people don't understand, like if something comes out of the fridge and it's been out for a few minutes and you put it back in the fridge, like that shouldn't count towards your time. Alarms. <laughs> <laughs> Sound the alarms. She's poisoning us all. Well, and I also think about, too, like, when I cook at home, I don't follow, like, health code necessarily. As our dinner sits on the stove, just staring <laughs> at us. 
congealed, waiting to get put into its location, to, to its refrigerator deli. Well, that's one of the things that's funny to me, right? Is like, <coughs> to my knowledge... Oh, now he's choking. Good. For dramatic effect. To my knowledge, I've never given us food poisoning. I think I agree with that. Right? And that's like, what, 10 years? And so... Yeah, I will leave dinner on the stove until I'm ready to go to bed and put it away some nights because I'm being lazy. And that's not <sighs> necessarily going to kill you. Now, I mean, if your food items were already contaminated, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... It's just an interesting thing to, to think about the what is actually necessary to keep from getting people sick and how strict the rules are. I think the video that you originally referenced, like... Yep, every set of gloves is single use. So, like, you put on your gloves so you can do the thing with to zest an orange. Uh-huh. As soon as you zest that orange, you have to take off the gloves. <clears throat> after you take off those gloves that are single use, you have to wash your hands again. Right. And after you do that and you do the next test, you have to put on another use a single use glove. If you did that properly, a, properly, every time, whole box of gloves shift in a high volume cocktail bar, and you're making two hundred drinks. Over the course of three hours, that's that's literally two boxes of gloves, and you have any well four, if you're doing it on both hands, because each <laughs> box of gloves is about a hundred. No glove, no love, Jonah. You gotta have it on both hands. I only like to put my glove on one hand, <laughs> the Michael Jackson technique. <sighs> but the fact that like you would go through four boxes of gloves in half a shift as a bartender, yeah, pretty consistently. Well, it's just not sustainable. It's just, just your trash can is just. Filled to the brim with plastic. Like, yeah, obviously, like the plastic or latex usage, and what, whatever, what have you. Yeah, is gross, but it's also just like you can't do volume that way. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're washing your hands, they're just as clean as a single-use glove, in my opinion. And in fact, I've seen people use single-use gloves in ways that were more gross than if they just washed their hands properly. The the chip hotel method. What? The. And the Thought we were referencing restaurants by their not names. Oh yeah. Well, no, I I didn't know what the Chip Hotel method is. You know though. what Chip Hotel is? No. What the, what is the method? The method. Oh, what's where you use your gloves for like an hour straight, and then you're like, I should probably change these, and <laughs> you've been rolling burritos and touching things that ne- weren't necessarily the burrito to like move six pans in and out of the mm-hmm. line and touching low boy doors and like oh the doors. That's the grossest part those gross doors door handles never trust a door no um or gosh when you see like food service workers wear their aprons in and out of the bathroom that's my number one favorite or i'm like no i'm always picturing the logistics because like i'm a pretty shy public restroom user you can hold that over your business while you go oh is that what they're doing is that like a (laughs) it's like a built-in divider a room divider is what they this changes everything Everything is, it's, the rest of this year is looking brighter. When I go out on the town and I have my apron on, everyone knows moving forward what that means. Well, it would make going to the bathroom poop in your joggers way easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's no, there's no special hole for the joggers, so I have to use a stall. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. This episode is unhinged. A lot of potty talk, which is really not what you would expect from your health department episode. No, it's exactly what I would expect, because I think that's another thing maybe people don't know, is like, the condition of your restroom does affect your letter grade. Oh, I was truly terrified of where you were going to take that. But yes, you should have a clean, functioning restroom if you have a restaurant. 
those are like, I don't know, not the most important thing, but I rank it I don't up know. There. I disagree. I think if you have a bad or a dirty restroom, I'm going to assume your kitchen is dirty. I'm just picturing you cooking on top of a toilet now. <laughs> oh, no. And you're like, this is it. This is good. This is an alternative cooking method. Yeah, I mean, the the whole thing that the health department does, like, it's really funny, too, because I, I, I wonder, it'd be fun to talk to someone that works for health department and be like, so do you know that you're the enemy? I Can we progress? find somebody who's a health inspector and get them on the podcast? I, they probably couldn't talk about anything. They'd be like. Okay, maybe we can find a former health inspector. We need a former health inspector. That's who we want to Ooh. talk to. Tell us what it was like to be. The, it's like the. It's like referees in professional sports. Like a tax collector. You're like, what do you do? But like, I collect taxes. And they're like, you need to die. And you're like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get my paycheck the same way that you are. It's just slightly different. It'd be interesting to have that conversation with them. But like, you know, the rules that you're like perpetuating designed to help people. Mostly people don't get sick, so that's good. But also, they're a little over the top, and they'd be like, yeah, they're a little over the top, but there's nothing like telling you to throw away 50 gallons of prep and then watching the life drain from your eyes. That really mm. sparked my joy. Oh, and I think they probably also, like, you know how every couple of jobs you have, you meet that one person that's, like, way too into the job, and it's just like, no, we have to do it this way, or I, my eyes are going to explode out of the front of my head. Sure. I would imagine those are the type of people who gravitate towards. I mean, it's just like Bob's Burgers, I think, is really what we're referencing. <laughs> it's the little blonde guy that's like enemies with Bob. because It is a really a, pure relationship as far as cook and I health I think inspector. it shows it pretty well. Yeah. Especially because like it's more petty than just him being the health inspector. Like, well, he, also, he dated his wife. Right. And so like <laughs> I think that the fact that that is how that show presents that is really funnier than... A, so you think all health inspectors come into your business like they used to date your wife and that's like their vendetta against I think you? That's, I think that's what they're into. I think that gives them the fuel and the fire to do what they desire. That's a good song reference. <laughs> I don't think you got it, but it was a good song reference. Okay. Uh, well, I had food myths, but we're, we're running out of time. Hit me with a couple of your food myths real fast. Okay. Is it clean food myths or dirty food myths? Um... I'm going to just read it to you and you can decide. Okay. If, is it a myth? Is it not a myth? And how do you handle it? Okay. Uh, leftovers are safe to eat if they look and smell okay. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. That article is, def- <laughs> <Here's the thing. laughs> is definitely going to say no because it's going to say that lots of ha- harmful microorganisms are not going to be detectable by scent before they're actually harmful to you. But... Weak-ass babies. (laughs) So I will tell you, this is from the Department of Health of Washington State, their website. Okay. Get to learn some new health laws. Yeah. Um, Are they not serving up the stink in Washington? So it says, fact, most people uh, would not choose to eat spoiled, smelly food. However, if they did, they would not necessarily get sick. This is because there are different types of bacteria. Um. I mean, that's the biggest blanket statement. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And that it basically allow goes, me to answer your question with uh, nothing. Uh, it goes on to say, like, le- leftovers should be eaten or frozen within three to four days of cooking. That depends on what it is. I mean, it probably should. All, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Move. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um. Let's see. 
Freezing food kills harmful bacteria that can cause foodborne illness. Um, so that's gonna say maybe again, because there are definitely some types of parasites that you can freeze and aren't gonna come back to life if you do that. But bacteria, I think, are gonna live through your, your standard freezer. Correct. Bacteria can survive freezing temperatures. Um, Don't even get me started on my chicken viruses. Which how I, is how I know I'm a parasite and not a bacteria. She has been frozen and she's still here to haunt us. You can't refreeze foods after you thaw them. You must cook or throw them away. That is a myth because there's not you're not going to develop more bacteria, but you're definitely going to damage the food. <sighs> so. Oh, what's it say? If raw foods such as meat, poultry, egg products, and seafood have been thawed in the refrigerator, then they may be safely refrozen for later, which is you're using a safe method for thawing. You're following the rules. Um, I think it's really important to note, like, just leaving something out on the counter is not, like, the ideal way to thaw things. But. It can be done. and Put I- it in the microwave and just keep hitting that thaw <laughs> button, and maybe God will let you live. Um. There's the running cool water thing. There's the using the the running hot water thing. That gentle poach on your (laughs) frozen shrimp. Um, It's got this gentle poached exterior, but this beautiful raw interior. I love what you did with the shrimp chef. Delish. Um, So that one's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard the if this, then this for the... The Boolean logic where it's like... For the frozen foods? Sure. I think everything I've ever heard of and taught is if you defrost the whole thing, you better cook the whole thing. And you can obviously store the leftovers and use that again later. Yeah. That's the other fun. You can refreeze the the cooked version. The food mill, the, the avoiding the temperature danger zone like mill of like, okay, well... I've actually recooked this product four times, but it's a fresh use, so it gets another seven days. It's like bonus lives for the food is how some restaurants treat that stuff, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Super against health code, but I don't know anybody personally that's gotten sick off of it. Mm-mm. I love this one. I eat a vegetarian diet, so I don't have to worry about foodborne illness. I mean, your lettuce is covered in shit, so you should probably... <laughs> If I know anything about the Chip Hotel, is that <laughs> that lettuce scandal Gosh, went how on. many times was it recalled when you worked there? The I lettuce. worked there just before the major E. coli, like, oh, that's right. shindig that went down, where it was like, people were, like, their stocks dropped because people were so afraid of eating there. Yeah, and then it, this has another one that says this food is local, organic, or natural, so it's safe. And I think that if you have that mindset, you're not really thinking about where your food comes from. I mean, my local food comes from the canals of Tempe, my local carp, my <laughs> freshest fish, my dirt, my my clean boy. Um, it does grow in dirt. There are pests out there and animals. And uh, uh, you know what birds are really okay with? Pooping in public. They love it. <laughs> well, it's their favorite activity. And like the kid who put your organic, you know, apples on display definitely would never cough or sneeze or, you know. I mean, I don't think there's any amount of washing your apple that's going to do with stalker boys phlegm <laughs> on the apple, but. But it's it's a common sense, easy thing to do. Like, do everything you can to protect yourself from getting sick, but also realize you can't do everything. Yeah. Health department's good. They're trying to keep us from getting sick, but also. 
so much common sense can be used and also help. These next two are so good. Um, I don't need to wash my hands since I use sanitizer. Hot. Daddy, like, <laughs> that's the right mentality. I. You also don't need to ever take a bath if you just smell like vodka. That's <laughs> science, baby. I've worked with people who, instead of just going three feet to the hand washing sink, would dip their hands in, like, the... The quat? Yeah. The, the sandy that. bucket. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the... <laughs> And that's like, the that's hobo so hand wash. <laughs> like, why are you like this? It's so gross. Or you never wash your hands and you just use the quat towel, the sandy towel that you have up on your station that shouldn't even be up on the station, oh, but it's still there anyway. Yuck. Oh, daddy. Um, we I, need like flashbacks of <laughs> things that I've seen. T- I, <laughs> no, thinking about even just the triple sink and remembering the time I walked into work one morning and I was the opener. And they had left all of the silverware in the sanitizer overnight in the sink bay. So some of it was rusted. And then they had left the sink on. So it had also flooded the kitchen. And just wanting to turn around and lock up and go home. I mean, good on you for not. Because <laughs> that's the type of opener problem where you're like, this is no longer my problem. I can't help anyone here. Um this one I really love because this I literally almost just said this. I've never been sick from food I prepare, so I don't need to worry about feeding it to others. True. <laughs> Look, <sighs> the moral of the story is I <laughs> I like how the, some of the, like, hmm, this is going to come across as controversial and it's probably going to get you upset. And here we go. All right. So the way that we're talking about foodborne illness is very anti-vax and it's super funny. It's like, well, I didn't personally know anyone that got sick. So I think it's a sham from the government. Like the parallels are. No. Yes. (laughs) That's not how I feel. (laughs) We're over here. We're like, we're an anti-vax podcast now. No. (laughs) Down with the government. Birds aren't real. Hand-washing podcast. If you wash your hands, so help me God, you're just a sheep. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, but, Ew, nope, that reminds me of another bad memory. Um, oh, I'm sorry that you had to do with the dirty sheep ones. Well, imagine working with people who found alternatives oh, to I'm, hand washing I'm, on Amazon <laughs> and ordered them and used them in the restaurant instead of just going to wash their hands. I heard. <laughs> I've got this magic penny that I found on the ground, and it's... <laughs> uh, the moral of the story here is... Wash your hands. Do all the food safety things that you can, but understand that there are some things that fall outside of that. There's a gray if you zone. Make your own kombucha. You're technically walking outside of the lines of the health department. <laughs> if you want to make your own misos or any type of like ferments, even there was a controversy on TikTok recently about pickles and somebody hand sealing so, plastic containers you... <laughs> of pickles instead of heat sealing or canning them properly. Sending them to people and basically putting them at risk at like that woman was sending out straight poison. Yeah. Those are the types of things that you have to be wary of. But and this is the last one on the list. Um, you don't need to wash your chicken breasts before you cook them. Oh, I mean it's not gonna keep you from getting sick. But salmonella is just on the outside. You give it a quick little bath. Chicken chicken sashimi, baby. <laughs> um I, yeah, there's just so much. There's common sense. I think that's the problem. 
Yes. Is if you use common sense and you don't kiss your chicken and tuck him in at night, you're probably not going to get salmonella because you can get that from a live animal. So to assume that yeah. you're going to come home with your chicken and it probably won't get you sick. No, every time you open a new pack of chicken, you're at risk of getting sick. Chickens love to get us sick. That's their revenge for factory farming. <laughs> you imagine they're just like, oh, yeah, the chicken government. They develop salmonella just to fight the humans. Hadful Boyfriend. Uh, that's a good game. Everyone um, go play Hadful Boyfriend right now. And like the flip side of that, though, is like trigonosis and pork and how like medium rare pork is probably not going to kill you. Yeah, we've come a long way with uh, how we raise piggies, apparently. Right. So it's like, yeah, there are some rules that are like hard set. But also, if you are going by health department standards, like you're not necessarily going to serve a burger at medium. Ooh, I love the the medium burger. I've grown past that phase. That, that's been my... You can eat a well-done burger and not care now? No, I just, I prefer like a thin, well-done, like greased a smashed patty. A smashed, a thin little patty. Like, I feel like when I was in high school, I that's when thick burgers were the phase where it's like, I want my burger rare. And it's like, that's just tartare with extra steps. Yum. Growth, baby. Personal growth. Any other fun health department stories before we wrap up? Um, not really. I, for the most part, all of them that I've had to interact with, they're kind of chill, but it's also very funny because they're just, even the way that they walk around a restaurant is funny where they're just like, they're a little clipboard. They're like, they're walking with their little clipboard. They're peeking in things. They look like somebody that's like trying to look in your medicine cabinet, which is more or less what they're doing, but it's, they're, they're out there just doing their jobs and trying to keep people from getting sick. So well, yeah, and don't have forget- to approach them with a weird grain of salt where it's like your job is is a little over the top, but your premise is fine. We can all agree that no one wants to get sick. Yeah. And I think also like you can't forget that there are, there are reasons that they exist and there are- someone broke the rule at one point. That's why they had to make it a rule. And that's the spookiest thing on a lot of it. And like I've worked in at least two restaurants where I'm like. Yeah, you, I know you guys are hiding the food, but you're the reason that we need the health department because you're doing some shady, gross shit. And fun fact, you can go onto your local uh, health inspector's website and see what letter grade your favorite restaurant has and what their infractions were. Because I think sometimes a restaurant may have a B grade, but if you look at their infractions, it's like, oh, I can get past that. I can still eat here. This B is grade. Fun. I ate food directly off the mop and I got sick and it's like, okay, health inspector. Well, maybe <laughs> if you weren't eating food directly off of the mop. Right. Some, um, of, some of them are really funny where it's like this thing that's wildly dirty was dirty. And it's like, that's true. Like that is, you're probably not going to want to eat directly off the toilet, but that wasn't in my agenda heading into Filiberto's. Well, <laughs> and if you think about it too, like I just read an infraction for a local restaurant that was like, Employee food was being stored with, um, like, guest food, essentially. Sure, not in its own separate And it makes you think about, Container labeled like, data refrigerated, and it's like, yeah, everyone brings a lunchbox into work. That's a normal thing to do at any office job. Right, or, like, um, the way you drink out of your cup and, like, where it's stored and all that is, like, it's all regulated. Like, oh, that's yeah. all... But then I think the cup controversy the, is triggering. 
worked in many places where there was cup controversy. Currently where I work, there's cup controversy. So yeah, there's there's trivial things, but really like at the end of the day, the, the chef day? that you're the restaurant, they're not following the rules anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone's getting sick. To so go eat at fast food restaurants because they follow rules. They they follow more rules, and that's the that's the twist. Time to go and dip my fingers in some bleach to get them nice and clean for the show. Thank you for listening to Love, Food, Hate, Money. This podcast is edited by John Watkins of Feathered Fiction Studios. He also does our original music. We do have some merch, some t-shirts. If you want that sticker that we I made a mess sticker, we have those. Uh, so shoot us a message on Instagram or email us hello at lovefoodhatemoney.com and connect with us on social media. We would love to hear from you if you have ideas for episodes, if there's a guest you think would be great, if you think you would be a great guest, reach out. We'd love to have you on the show. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. I made a mess. <laughs>